Good morning and welcome to Current Radio. It's Sunday, December 24th. Today we explore how birds know no borders and the transformation of science from Einstein to AI. Plus, we delve into the urgent need for answers on AI consciousness and the unveiling of a methane-munching monster 100 million times faster than nature. This coverage and more, up next. Welcome to Current Radio's Science Station. Please enjoy today's selection of science news. We often hear about the importance of large-scale actions to combat climate change, but sometimes small local actions can have global impacts. This is evident in the restoration of degraded wetlands, a project that's been gaining traction globally. Charlotte, could you tell us more about this? Absolutely, Diego. Wetlands are incredibly important ecosystems, providing numerous ecological, economic, and cultural benefits. They're also hotspots for biodiversity, supporting a vast number of plant and animal species. Unfortunately, nearly 90% of the world's wetlands have been degraded or lost, and we're losing them three times faster than forests. This has led to a call for not just protection, but restoration of these vital ecosystems. And there's a specific project that's been making waves in this area, right? Yes, the Warrior Project is a great example. This project, a collaboration between Slovakian and Norwegian researchers, aims to restore at least 210,000 mesquadres of degraded wetlands in the Morava River area of Slovakia. They've teamed up with local landowners, dedicating abandoned meadows and agricultural land to restoration. The project has already seen promising results, with a diversity of plants and insects returning to the area, providing a food source for birds and other animals. That's incredible. And these restored wetlands aren't just beneficial for the local ecosystem, right? Correct, Diego. Restored wetlands can actually help combat climate change. Disturbed wetlands release greenhouse gases, but in their natural state, they store a lot of carbon. By restoring these areas, we can turn them from a source of emissions to a carbon sink. The Warrior Project is also working to develop methods for measuring greenhouse gas budgets from restored ecosystems, which will be invaluable in our fight against climate change. It's amazing to see the ripple effects of these local actions. Thanks for sharing, Charlotte. In a different vein, there's been a recent discussion around the idea that science is becoming less disruptive. This is a fascinating topic, considering the scientific breakthroughs we've seen in the past century. Charlotte, can you shed some light on this debate? Absolutely, Diego. The 20th century was indeed a time of great scientific upheaval. We saw groundbreaking developments in physics, genetics, chemistry, and anthropology. From Planck's foundation for quantum theory and Einstein's special theory of relativity to Morgan's work on genetics and Curie's isolation of radium, not to mention the commercialization of Bakelite, the precursor to modern plastics, and the Haber-Bosch process for producing ammonia, which is still vital for global food security. So with all these advancements, why are some arguing that science is becoming less disruptive? Well. It's not that science isn't making strides. The landscape of science and innovation has changed drastically with large, globally collaborating teams and industry funding. The way research is disseminated and the ethical, legal, and societal responsibilities researchers bear have also evolved. The 21st century has seen its share of disruptive discoveries, like the first draft sequence of the human genome, the discovery of the Higgs boson, and the direct detection of gravitational waves. And what about the societal impacts of these scientific innovations? That's a crucial aspect, Diego. We've learned a lot about the risks of innovations like plastics and artificial fertilizers. In response, international agreements have been established to limit the harms of these innovations. 
For instance, the production of ammonia is controlled by international conventions to limit greenhouse gas emissions and eliminate chemical weapons. Even the life-changing plastics are now the subject of talks to limit their pollution. What about newer developments, like artificial intelligence? AI technologies, especially large language models and generative AI, are indeed disruptive innovations of this year. However, they're yet to be governed by global agreements. The potential harm they could cause if not properly regulated is significant. Just like with previous innovations, these systems will eventually need to be regulated by globally coordinated agreements. It seems like the nature of scientific disruption has changed, but its impact remains significant. Thanks for your insights, Charlotte. Now, let's delve into a different realm of science. Artificial intelligence, or AI, has been making strides in various fields, but a question that has been largely unexplored is whether AI systems could become conscious. This is a concern raised by the Association for Mathematical Consciousness Science, or AMCS. Charlotte, could you shed some light on this? Absolutely, Diego. The AMCS has called for more funding to support research on consciousness and AI. They argue that understanding the boundaries between conscious and unconscious systems is crucial due to the ethical, legal, and safety implications. For instance, if an AI system develops consciousness, should we be allowed to just switch it off? These concerns have been largely absent from discussions about AI safety, according to Jonathan Mason, a board member of the AMCS. So there's a growing concern about the potential for AI consciousness, but how would we even know if an AI system has become conscious? That's a great question, Diego. Currently, we don't have scientifically validated methods to assess consciousness in machines. This uncertainty about AI consciousness is a cause for concern, especially given the pace of progress in AI. Companies like OpenAI are aiming to develop artificial general intelligence, a system capable of performing a wide range of intellectual tasks similar to humans. Some predict this could be possible in 5 to 20 years. However, consciousness research in this area is significantly underfunded. It sounds like there's a lot of work to be done. What are the potential implications if AI systems do develop consciousness? The implications are vast and complex, Diego. For one, we would need to evaluate whether conscious AI systems share human values and interests. If not, they could pose a risk to people. We would also need to consider the possible needs of conscious AI systems. Could they suffer? If we fail to recognize a conscious AI system, we might inflict pain on a conscious entity. Conversely, wrongly attributing consciousness could lead to unnecessary resource allocation to protect systems that don't need protection. There are also legal questions to consider, such as whether a conscious AI system should be held accountable for wrongdoing or granted the same rights as people. This is indeed a complex issue, and it's clear that more research is needed. Thanks for your insights, Charlotte. Now, moving from artificial intelligence to environmental science, methane, a potent greenhouse gas, is a critical aspect of our fight against global warming. Recently, scientists have made a breakthrough in this area, unveiling a methane-munching monster that works 100 million times faster than nature. Charlotte, can you tell us more about this? Absolutely, Diego. This is a significant development in climate science. The researchers have essentially created a chain reaction that breaks down methane in a similar way to natural processes, but at a much faster rate. They use chlorine and UV light to achieve this. It's a fascinating process that takes place in a reactor where the methane is processed. That's intriguing. Can you explain how this process works and why it's so much faster than nature's way of breaking down methane? Well, Diego, the details of the process are quite complex, but in essence, the researchers have found a way to catalyze the breakdown of methane by using chlorine and UV light. 
This combination triggers a chain reaction that rapidly disassembles the methane molecules. In nature, methane is broken down through a slow process involving sunlight and a variety of chemical reactions. This new method essentially accelerates that process by a factor of 100 million. It's a significant leap forward in our ability to mitigate the effects of methane on our climate. That's an impressive achievement, and it's encouraging to see such innovative solutions being developed in the fight against climate change. Thanks for explaining that, Charlotte. And with that, we conclude our stories for today. But rest assured, Current Radio will be back tomorrow with more updates.